Living on the Edge, Creating the Life You Deserve. Episode 23, Cultivating a Habit of Gratitude. Hello, everybody. How are you? Huh? How are you? How are you doing? This, of course, is Annette, your host of the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you happen to be on the planet. You know, I'm here doing my thing, wherever I'm at at the planet. (laughs) And I happen to be enjoying doing this one. So this one is going to be a really good one, as they all are. So we're going to, uh, we're going to make gratitude a habit. We're going to make gratitude a habit. That's what we're going to do on this episode. So all of you fathers out there, how was your father's day? Were you grateful for that? Did you have that special dinner? Did you get those gifts that you wanted? Christmas in what, June (laughs) on father's day? But I hope it was really good. I hope it was good for you. So that's one of the things to be grateful for. So these are 11 things that I have to make gratitude a habit in your life. So that's one of the many things to be happy for. The universe is a beautifully balanced flow of giving and receiving. Both people in the equation are blessed when someone gives and the other receives from a pure heart. And the receiver is honestly grateful. Do you try to make gratitude a habit each day? According to Merriam-Webster, gratitude comes from the Latin word grateful or gratis, meaning pleasing. It's a deep-seated emotion that expresses joy for what's before you. Gratitude is also related to the word grace, which means to find favor in something or someone. If you've decided to make gratitude a habit, you'll probably begin with what you have. You must be thankful for all the people and the things that create a beautiful life for you. Many people call it counting your blessings. While you're grateful for the things you have, how about the things you don't have? Hmm? The world is overflowing with misfortune, disease, and other terrible trials. I'm sure you know that. But you know what? You are blessed beyond measure to escape some of those pangs that other people are experiencing right now. What are some of the qualities you admire in others? Is it honesty? Is it integrity? How about loyalty and a good sense of humor? Those are the things that come to mind. How about people who express gratitude to you? It's very inspiring to surround yourself with individuals who are positive and are grateful. However, negative people often voice their dissatisfaction with life. They always come up every once in a while. You know, you're having a great day and all of a sudden somebody negative comes along, tries to spoil your joy and steal your joy. These unhappy folks may have developed this pattern over time. That's why it's so ingrained in them to be unthankful. They're not very thankful for anything. 11 ways to make gratitude a habit. 
It's not difficult to see the beauty in your life and to be grateful for it. All it takes is an open heart that's thankful for material goods and the things money can't buy. So here are 11 things you can do to encourage more gratitude in your life. Number one, nothing, and I mean absolutely nothing, is too insignificant to appreciate. Of course you should be grateful for the stellar things in your life, such as family, your friends, your dog, and having your needs met. However, you should be, you could be, I should, I should say, should be, you are probably missing out on more opportunities to appreciate the small things. When you make gratitude a habit, you realize the full spectrum of your blessings. Some of these may not be necessary in life, but they sure make the journey more comfortable. When was the last time you were thankful for the heat in your home or your appliances that you uh, do so much with? You may not think about these things until they stop working, huh? That's when we usually think about those things. Okay, the appliance is not working. The refrigerator is not working. What happens next? We start to feel more grateful for that. Or something happens more, a little bit more um, deeper than that. And then we start, oh, somebody passes away. Oh, we start getting thankful and grateful for that. Why is it that? Why do we have to wait until that to happen for that to happen, to appreciate and have gratitude? It's only sometimes when people are going through something like somebody, you know, something tragic happens and people are then, okay, then they are thankful for something. But the habit of gratitude is just this. It's a discipline. When, whether you're going through, it doesn't matter whether it's, whether, you know, whether the measure of it is, 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 is extreme or it's not. If it's a bad thing that happens, those of us who know how to be thankful and appreciative for our blessings, we practice that. We do that every day. We live that. So we don't wait until the bottom drops out or somebody who passes away or something tragic happens in the world or something, whatever it might be, that's beyond our control. We practice that. We're disciplined by that. So we don't wait until we're proactive. Number two, add a daily gratitude list to your journal. If you've never kept a journal, now is the best time to start. According to an article published by WebMD, this age-old practice may provide physical and mental benefits. Plus, journalizing gives you a voice to your thoughts and can help you make a gratitude, make gratitude a habit. So for those of you who think that gratitude, having a gratitude, having a gratitude journal, or practicing gratitude, you know, a lot of people think, okay, that's just for, that's just for ladies, just for women to do that. But I don't think so. Having a, a, a journal of your feelings and your emotions of what you're going through in life and what you're thankful for is actually what this world needs right now. It, the mental benefits of it. So when you're talking to yourself, there was a time that people used to say, oh, stop talking to yourself because you might answer yourself back. 
Do you know today, talking to yourself is one of the top things that WebMD advises for mental health? Did you know that? Just like the composition of writing a journal about the things that you're thankful for, talking to yourself does the same thing. You just happen to be putting it down on paper. I do that. And you know what? Laugh as they may. It, let me tell you something. That's an act of self-love, self-kindness. When you're writing down your thoughts on paper or when you're speaking them out to yourself. That's healthy. And if more people did that, there would be no need for this, all of a sudden, this great need for mental wellness and, 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 and the reason why people are killing themselves. The reason why people are on social media so often, spending two to three hours a day getting their validation of who they are from social media. There would be no need for that if people spent that time and practiced just journalizing how they feel instead of letting the world know. The world doesn't need to know everything. So most of the time, I guarantee you, the world doesn't even care. They don't even care. So why are you wasting your time trying to get yourself validated by the world when the world doesn't really care about you. The world is there to, to, to compartmentalize you, if you will. Is there to put you in this category? That's what they're there for. But when you take your power back and take control of your life and your mind is the most important thing, that's when you don't need validation from what's going on in the outside world. You don't need it from anybody. You don't spend two to three hours a day on social media. I couldn't believe it. That's how, many, that's how many hours people spend on social media. They get their fix, so to speak, from social media. Number three, practice mindful giving. Life is too short to go through, at, uh, go through it at warp speed without awareness and appreciation for it. As I always say, don't just go through life, grow through life. Maybe you're one of those countless people who rush blindly through your workday, going from here to there and here to there. You're not giving yourself a moment in time to take a breath. Just breathe, if you will. If you're one of those people that when you do that, that's your habit. And as my mother used to say, you go from pillar to post. And when you get to bed, you pass out at night. I've seen people do that every day. They go blindly through life. They don't slow down. They just go from the, their workplace. They do other work. The next thing, the next thing, they don't slow down. And then when it gets time for them to get to bed, they pass out. I know people like that. Oh, yes, and they're close to home. Sadly, these folks are often laden with guilt in their twilight of their lives as they never fully appreciate their blessings in life. And like I said, that hits close to home for me. 
Number four, show gratitude to others. In the hustle of today's bustling world, it's easy to forget the kind words and deeds of others. It only takes a fraction of a second to offer a genuine thank you. It only takes a minute to, to write that special email or make that phone call to someone to say, thank you for showing gratitude towards me. To make gratitude a habit includes expressing that appreciation to other people. Not only are you grateful for generous favors, but you appreciate them as your family, as your friends, as your coworkers. Your sincere gratitude should also extend to those who serve in public places and strangers who do a good deed to you. I've met so many people who have been, thank God, strangers to me, right? But I meet them along this journey called my life. And I'm grateful to have met them. And everything they had to say was so awakening for me, so eye-opening for me. I didn't have to know them, and it was best that I never did. But strangers, and even in the wisdom, not in the wisdom, let me say it like this. There was a lady I met in the store, and she said she worried herself to death. She worried herself by, 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 by worrying about something that never happened. In 20 years, she wasted her life. So I was thankful for that moment of what, she, what was shared with me then. Because what it taught me was that, Annette, don't be like that. There is never a worry because when you worry, you know what you're actually doing when you're worrying? You're not trusting. You're not trusting yourself. You're not trusting your creator. You're not trusting. That's why you worry. You don't believe in yourself. You're not believing in the universe. You're not trusting. And when she said that, I was grateful for that moment. Unfortunate for her, she, didn't, she did not come to that understanding, but I did. I did. I'm grateful for those things. While fashion is constantly changing, impeccable manners have never gone out of style. It still shows gratitude when you send people thank you notes or gifts. I mean, those are random acts of kindness you do. It makes such a difference because you never know who's on the other end. But be the one who goes against the grain. Be the one who goes against modern conveniences. Do the thing that everybody else isn't doing. Do that. Because you know what happens when you do that? Gratitude comes right back to you. It's the law of attraction happening. Every act that you do is an act. Number five, discover the hidden blessing. Nobody wants to deal with problems and heavy burdens. No, we do not. However, it's the nature of life and any, everyone has them. 
Dr. Maya Angelou recommends changing things you don't like. We have that power. We have that control. Change something. If you don't like something, as she says, change it. You're not a tree. If you don't like the direction that your life is going in, change it. Or at least change your attitude. A lot of times, some things we can't change. But how about that attitude? We can change that attitude. You may not like the work you're doing. Well, the thing is, if you can't physically change it, I mean, if you cannot, and if you've tried to change it, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. If you've taken some responsibility in trying to educate yourself on something different or doing something different, then you've tried to do that. But if you're just sitting back, not doing anything, not even changing your attitude, or not even not even changing something that you can't do because we all have that control, then you've accepted this. Then you've chosen to take a poor attitude. Acceptance can only be cultivated with a heart of gratitude. In some of your bleakest moments, try to find the blessing or the silver lining in the situation. While it's hard to find it, it's hard when you lose your job, but maybe, you know what, just maybe, just maybe, it's time to have a better one. You know, life is neither, I don't want to, how do I want to say this? It's neither positive or negative. It isn't. <laughs> it isn't. You know what it is? It's neutral. It's neutral because it's how you look at it. It's, it's neither positive or negative. It's how you look at it. Even with bleak situations and things that happen. You make a choice. You still have the power to make a choice. You can look at that situation and say, well, I'm choosing to look at it this way. You can look at it full or empty. You get a choice. Positive or negative. You get a choice. It's, it's, it's not this or that. It's neutral. But the way that you choose to see it determines the outcome. Find the bright spot in your cloudy trials. Don't just negate the pain and the dis disappointment of it. Acknowledge it for what it is. If it was negative, it was negative. If it was positive, it was positive. However, when you get through these things, you can often look back and see, wow, that taught me something. So I want to share a story because I often share stories and I love doing that. Because you can look back at things in life and you can say, wow, that made me grow. That made me change. Or that did something for me. Or maybe I was that hidden blessing and that's what it is. It turns out that I am such a blessing. So I went through, um, a couple of weeks ago, I was buying insurance. And I, I, I have to mention this because I said that I would. That I purchased some, um, my partner and I, we got some new insurance. We wanted to change, you know, something. Because at the time, at the time, okay, it was just about cost and, 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 and stuff like that. So who knows that maybe it was something bigger going on and obviously it was see the universe works in mysterious ways so here you know i'm thinking okay maybe it's that but no it's not that okay it wasn't that 
So there's so many things going on that the universe is doing. But it's working these things for our benefit sometimes. Sometimes we need to learn something. Sometimes we need to let go of something. Sometimes we don't need to do anything. It just happens. And sometimes the blessings come out of it. So out of the, the in getting the insurance that I got um, from Horace Mann, as a matter of fact, that's the company that uh, we do business with, Horace Mann. So if you're anywhere within the con- contiguous U.S., Horace Mann, they have 30 branches all over the U.S. And I met Matt. Okay, that was the first person I met. I met him. Very nice gentleman. My gosh, where has that respect gone for a lady or for anybody? But I took it personally, okay? And the first thing that he told me was, you've never met anybody like me, huh, that that shows respect. I said, no, it's rare. It's been a while. <laughs> it's And he said, yeah, it's rare, isn't it? I said, yeah, it's rare. But he made a choice in life to be different, to be kind, to be respectful, to earn somebody's business, to respect the other person. Now that's a positive, healthy attitude. And I was so drawn to that. Oh my gosh, I love it. So obviously he has cultivated within his heart an attitude of appreciation and gratitude. He's done that because it comes out in the way that he lives. So let's move on to a couple months later. An accident happens. And then I have to go ahead and reach out to them again. Now this is, you know, totally different situation, or is it? The blessing started, you know when the blessing started? The moment I met them. The moment I met Matt. He was the first one I met. And my attitude towards that moment determines I didn't know what was going to happen months later. But it's because of my attitude towards life, my thankfulness towards life, that when an accident happened, and that happened, my attitude towards it, I was on, I was on the lookout for the blessings. What is the blessing in this? Because I know there is. And so I discovered the blessing. And the blessing was meeting Christina, who works with them in Florida. So I met her and then I, we, we had a conversation and she, she asked, you know, she was saying, um, whatever she can do for me, because I needed, I still needed an, an ear, even though I talked through this podcast in the, in that moment, I needed just to me to separate myself from the whole situation. But as it turns out, what we shared was that I told her I do a podcast and she said, wow, you do a podcast. I love podcasts. And that just went, ah, and then we were sharing this about the hidden blessings in life. And then she was so gracious to say to me, which was my blessing that we need, oh, she said, I love, she listened to it right away. And I knew it was something was going to happen. I knew the day before I said, watch, it's like the universe said, watch what happens next. And I'm just loving this, what she, what's going to happen. I'm just waiting. I'm grinning because I know. And she comes back and she says, wow, I listened to the podcast. Oh, my gosh, it is so wonderful. And all I could say was, 
love. I was just welled up <laughs> because that was a hidden blessing. Because she went on to say, that's what's needed in this world. She said, we need more like that. That's needed in this world. She said, what you do, you need to keep doing. It's needed. And there were those moments that I felt like not doing this, not doing what I'm doing. <laughs> there were those moments that I said, I, I can't allow the negative to, to, to do anything to me. I can't. Because being positive doesn't mean ignoring the negative. It doesn't mean that. It simply means overcoming the negative. So I had to acknowledge it. So when anything negative happens, I always acknowledge it. I acknowledge it. I acknowledge it, you're supposed to. But it doesn't mean ignoring, being positive doesn't mean ignoring the negative. You're acknowledging it for what it is. So whatever the negative is, being positive doesn't mean that you, you, know, you ignore, ignore it. Being positive means overcoming that negative though. There's a big difference. So I chose to make, you know, when, when I, 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 it's how you look at it. It's neither positive or negative, it's, it's how you look at it. But you must acknowledge a negative and then overcome it. So there is always that bright spot in cloudy trials. You meet new people. They get to meet you. You know, so it was countless blessings. Number six, keep a positive attitude. It's impossible to be happy all the time. Yes. Everyone's entitled to being emotionally a mess sometimes. Yes. Okay. But that's where that attitude of, that, that, that gratitude, that, that, that thankfulness comes in. There was an article published by the Harvard Med Medical School that says that being thankful may also improve your health and strengthen your relationships. Why am I not surprised? Being thankful extends to improving your mental wellness, your well-being, your relationships. It extends itself in everything that you touch. When you surround yourself with positive energy, you can attract more positive things. It's not that hard. You'll also attract more people with the same optimistic outlook that you have. It's not that difficult. We make this life so difficult. We make it harder than it has to be. If we can only recognize the fact that it is that moments in our lives that we can choose, we have an opportunity to choose. And when we choose to respond in acceptance, not overlooking the negative, but acknowledging that negative, then we open the doorway. We open the doorway of the universe coming through our lives in so many amazing ways that my gosh, if we hadn't done that, we would never experience that. So when, 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 if you're one of those people that are saying, oh, well, the world hasn't been good to me. God hasn't been kind to me. Nobody's been kind to me because watch what you're attracting. It's your thinking that makes it so. It's your thinking. And your actions are a result of your thinking. 
Number seven, be the old-fashioned one that says grace before meals. You know, saying grace before meals is never something to go out of style. You don't have to be religious. You don't have to be a religious person to be thankful for what you have, for what's before your table, a healthy, delicious meal. Cultivating gratitude as a habit includes looking beyond yourself to the source of your blessings. So whether you appeal to a divinity or not, it doesn't really matter. You're acknowledging that a greater force is at work. It can be as simple as a simple prayer where you can just pause for a moment and thank the farmers, the laborers, all that work that goes into creating what you have on your table. And especially, and especially, be grateful <laughs> for the hands that make the meal that serve you. Number eight, practice giving back. Wow, I can go all day on this one, but wow. Remember the many mentors and often the benefactors who shared their time with you? Do you remember those people? You remember... And I humbly say this, this podcast you're listening to and the countless resources that have, that have made and imparted such wisdom in your life or done something special to your life hmm? along the way of your journey, because we're on a journey. Besides offering your thanks verbally, you can put into action your gratitude by following their examples, by giving back. Giving back to your community is one way that helps the appreciation remain alive and well. If, you know, if you're one that gives back on a regular basis, then great. It's wonderful. Everyone has a busy job. We're all busy. We're all busy doing something, right? But take the time out. Carve some time out to, to, to volunteer. Teach a class at your place of worship. Do something. You know, deliver some meals. Find a new person in your profession and offer to be a mentor or a friend, which is what I am. I'm a mentor. <laughs> That's what I do here. But believe you me, I give back to my mentors. And there are, there are few. There are quite a few. And I give back to them. As a matter of fact, I've kept in touch with, not kept in touch, but I, I had to, how do I want to say it? Touched bases as I put it, um, one of my favorite authors uh, who has imparted such wisdom, and I, and I went back, because every quarter of the year I listen to, to, I read, not listen to, well, yes, I do, because I, I listen to podcasts. I do a podcast, so I listen to a lot of stuff, and I read stuff, too, is Marcia Sinatar. And her book, Do What You Love and the Money Will Follow. One of my mentors who, who's impacted my life, and before I know it, her life has just imparted in me so much and um, a couple of weeks ago, I started reading the book again a couple of months ago. Oh, I went right back to that book. You know, you go back to these things in life. I was giving back to her and thanking her for the fact that what she's done in her life has imparted and made such a difference in mine. I wanted to say thank you to her. Now, this is a person I'll never meet, just like some of you may never meet me. But I still took the time out to take to, to, to say to reach out to her, just like I've done to Jack Canfield. I don't know if you've heard of uh, Jack Canfield. 
And I actually did that. So I reached out to her and I reached out to him, thanking some of these mentors. You know, they're on social media too, every once in a while. And so when I did that, I was like, oh my gosh. And she responded. And I kind of, you know, I had a little bit of a moment of, okay, this is Marsha Sinatar. And I was wondering if she was still alive because I think by now she's probably like maybe in her 80s or something. Yeah, probably in her 80s. But she she was. So either she or somebody responded back with the email, but I believe it was her. And I was so touched by that. So see, this sequential events that are that, that were that, that was happening is forever etched in my mind, in my body, my soul, and my spirit, because she imparted such wisdom, such joy, such life, life. She, you know, she literally breathed life back into me a couple years ago when I first read her book. So she breathed that back into me. And then she did it, you know, just like, wow. And so I go back and I read this book and I, oh, it just comforts me so much because I needed it again. So I said thank you to her. She responded back. And the way that she said that I can give back to her was by promoting her book. And I, I did so. And I'll do from time to time promote her book because it is an incredible book. It is. So I have it right there available on my website. Okay, so if you want to get her book and purchase her book, yeah, it's a great book. It'll change your life. <laughs> Marcia Sinatar, do what you love and the money will follow. It's about uh, discovering your livelihood. It's about creating the life you deserve, which is what this podcast is all about. So... Practice giving back. Number nine, keep gratitude reminders. As a way of making gratitude a habit, you know, try to appeal to your senses, you know. Keep a reminder. Place quotes in front of you. Anything that gets you to think positively. But you know, quotes don't work in and of itself. They don't. You have to do something with quotes and inspirational things that you put on your desk or you, you have written down a piece of paper or that you read on your, you know, that you read every day or that you look at. You know, everybody says, yes, quotes are, yes, they're great, they're inspirational words. But then what do you do with that? Because quotes are to, to make you think, but they're also to get you to do something. That's why I share them. Because they share them with me. I'm sharing them. I'm sharing mine. But they're not just... This, this podcast, books that you read, stories, movies that you watch, they're not just there as inspiration, but they're there to get you to think about something and does this apply to your life? But if you put it into practice, that's what it takes. It changes your life. So whether it's a it's a book or whether it's a, a movie or whether it's whatever it is, whether it's just in the stillness that you're sitting down and in nature and engrossed in that. And something, something comes to your mind. And then in that moment, something that you have to be thankful for. So all of those things, inspirational quotes, things are th those things, attractive pictures or things that, you know, works of art. 
but quotes especially because I love them so much. They've made a tremendous difference in my life because I've put into action what those quotes are saying. So the things that can remind you of really, really good things in your life are like, you know, trinkets, pieces of jewelry, a rock that you got when you went to the beach and something special that you shared with someone that was there or that you just shared with yourself. Something that gave you an awakening when you went to that beach. I do love the beach. And something that you felt a moment right there that was sentimental to you. It brought back something sentimental. So you hold on to that memory. You hold on to that rock or that piece of jewelry or that book or you remember that movie or remember what that person said. Keep those in remembrance. Sometimes they need to come back every once in a while in order for you to be thankful and grateful for your life and where you're at now. Which brings me to number 10. Question, what is your greatest asset? What is your greatest joy? What is your greatest love? I'm going to say it this way again. Let me turn it around a different way. Let's say it this way. What is the most grateful thing that you're thankful for right now? And I'm going to tell you the most grateful thing you should be thankful for all the time. And it's the person that's listening to the podcast. You. Number 10, be grateful for yourself. Never in a time in history has there ever been someone just like you. Nor will there ever be. You, my friend, are as singular as a snowflake. And you can be grateful for your uniqueness. Be grateful for how unique you are. It's not narcissistic to love yourself. Oh, on the contraire, my dear. <laughs> it's not. If you truly and deeply are in love with yourself, fall in love with yourself. Appreciate your knowledge. Appreciate your skills. It's not narcissistic to brag about yourself. Before you can be thankful for others, people, places, things, your partner, your children, you're this, you're that. It doesn't matter what it is, your job, your coworkers, your friends, number one, number one, number one, be grateful for you. Practice looking in the mirror every morning and find something attractive about yourself. Find something about yourself that you love. Because let me tell you something, when you do that, it leads to self-respect, which leads to confidence, which leads to a positive attitude that allows you to see differently, okay, in everybody else. So sometimes you don't see, you know why you, we, you know, some of us miss the blessings in life. We miss the blessings because it's how we see. So if you don't work on yourself and work on yourself and work on yourself, you, you, you know what I'm saying? You miss the blessings that are surrounding you. 
because you don't do that. There was um, something in the news just recently, well, a couple weeks ago. I don't know if some of you know who uh, um, Ashley Judd and her mother passed away, killed herself, right? And as I read a little bit of that story, she was not grateful for herself. And that's not, that's not, that's just how it is when you're not. When you don't look at yourself and say, wow, I am a treasure to behold. Practice that. She didn't do that. In the end, that's what she thought of herself. So when I, when, I, when I was watching the interview with Ashley Judd talking about her mother, she said the very same thing. She said, the same, she said that exactly about her mother. She didn't love herself. She didn't see the beauty in herself. She wasn't open to loving herself because the love was all around her, but she didn't see the beauty. She didn't see it because her soul, her mind, let's say this, her mind, okay? And I talk about, because it's the mind, it's that mind. It's the mind, the most powerful vehicle in the world is the mind. And when you have, when you take in negativity and your mind is not lifted above that, you're entrenched with negativity. It's a process that you have to go through to get rid of that negative beliefs, that limited beliefs that have been so entrenched in your mind for, for a lifetime. That's why people aren't just unthankful and ungrateful and unloving towards people. They're not just suddenly that way. It's years of stuff that has set in their mind now, night, life comes back, excuse me, life comes knocking at their door, but they don't answer. So it's a tragedy what we see happen sometimes. Yes, it is. But it doesn't have to be. Be grateful for yourself. I have seen so much tragedy just in that alone. And every time I see that, you know what I always say? What the world needs now is more love, self-love. It's the only thing that there's just too little of. Self-love. Not the love of the other person. Self-love. Because out of self-love, you know what happens? Everything changes. Everything happens out of you loving yourself. So if you're not grateful and thankful for who you are and your being here and your presence here, or if other people don't make you feel that way, it is your job, honey, your responsibility, 100% of it, to be grateful for you. And that is the greatest love that anyone can ever give anyone else, is allowing someone to live their highest, best life that's love. That's love. That's when you know somebody loves you. They're not doing, you're not, they, it's not about them, it's about you. That's when they truly love you. That's when someone really loves you.
So that's why we're all, all of this stuff that happens is happening. It will continue to happen. The less you love yourself, the less grateful you are for yourself and what you have to offer this world, and the less you stay in that stuck in that rut, the more you stay in that, I should say, the less of life you live. Because life is going on, and when you miss the beauty in it all, it's been going on. Love has been surrounding us all the time. A lot of good things, great things, opportunities, possibilities, honey, they're all here. But when you don't change your mindset, your actions, your way of doing and thinking, you miss it, and that's when you start to blame. And then that's when you start to do all these unthankful habits. Number 11, teach gratitude to your children. Wow. <laughs> it's a responsibility, parents, or anyone else responsible for children. It is your responsibility. If you don't like your life as an adult, it's your responsibility to change it for their sake. How are you going to teach your children gratitude if you yourself are not grateful for what you are? Or what you have, I should say. Be grateful for yourself, number 10. In order, when you do that, as a result of that, you're able to teach your children gratitude. If you don't possess that within yourself, then how are you going to expect? You know, it's a crazy world as it is. If you want a better world for your children, honey, you must be grateful for you. You must look at yourself, take responsibility for your actions, your behaviors. Live up to that standard of character and become better for them. Because what you do, they feed off of. So in order for you to teach your children, you have to be that example. If you want your children to have a gratitude habit, you have to do that first. It starts in your home. Because they learn from you. On to this last story before I close this podcast. I met a couple of weeks ago. I met this guy in the store. Like I meet everybody when I go out. I'm meeting people all the time. But again... It coincides with everything I'm saying right here, right now. About 100% responsibility for your life. Being grateful for your life. Being thankful. And being thankful in the moments where things don't look so great. But being thankful anyway. And seeing the beauty in it. And me choosing how I see it. That's what it's about. I wouldn't, these things wouldn't happen to me if I didn't choose to. So he's... I was in the you know, store, he was shopping, he was on vacation. All of a sudden I hear this guy talking to me. Now he's, he's, the first thing he said out of his mouth, and I'm looking around to find out who this person is. And he's, 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 he's holding, I'm looking, he said, babies are innocent, aren't they? I, I kind of, I said, who is this stranger talking to me? <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> oh, but God knows me. So he was like, he was like, 
wow. I'm, I'm like looking at the, I'm like, okay, I, you know, I'm going with this. And I said, yes, babies are innocent. Oh, I had something to say. Yes, I did. So I'm, you know, he started to say, well, they're innocent. I said, yes, until adults mar them. Until adults start to feed them garbage. That's what I said. I said, yes, babies are innocent. They are. The baby was reaching out to me so much. It was so gravitated towards me. And he was like, the baby was like, take me, take me. I was, my hands were reaching out. The universe knows me. God knows me. That's my heart. And I had something to say, like I say here. Teach your children gratitude. But it starts with you first, 100% responsibility. That is my spirit. That is why I do what I do here. Take some responsibility. Take some responsibility. And that's how I will end, my, <laughs> end this episode. But when he did that, I said, it is your job. Take some responsibility. And the baby still wanted to come with me anyway. I said, okay, give me the baby. That's why we do, that's why it's incumbent upon us to be responsible for ourselves. Because when, when we have these generations to come, we're supposed to be working on improving it. And everybody must do their part to improve. So, to end the podcast, next time we have a date, next Monday we have a date, check out my website at digitalvibenetwork.com. And for those of you who are getting a feel for me by now, I think you know me by now. <laughs> Next time, we have a date. We truly do. Have a great week. See you.